This is Blastle. I'm Lucy Dearlove. And I'm Katie Callan. This is episode one, Moots. Sorry, can I see you through to the turnips? Thank you. The carving out of vegetables to be skulls. I'm sure that's an ancient thing. We have worked out that the size of the turnip is inversely related to the size of the kid. We've worked that one out. <laughs> you think it's a song that they sing around, all around the world, and then you find out years later it's, it's just from the element. And in my version, we've got people scribbling on it saying, we used to sing this in 1890. <laughs> Whoever owned this book had written it. Jenny the Witch went over the house and catch to the other mouse. Yeah, that's the one. She was made to stand in Castletown Square with a big white sheet on and a wand and a sign saying that she was using witchcraft and sorcery. Blastle is a podcast series by Lekker about food and folklore on the Isle of Man. Blastle is the Manx Gaelic word for tasty, so the Isle of Man version of Lekker. In collaboration with Culture Vannin, the Manx Heritage Foundation, over the next three episodes, we're going to dig into three of the most iconic Manx foods and find out about the folk stories, songs and traditions that surround them. Starting with this one, what happens on the 31st of October on the island? When I went away, like across, and I was like, we're getting turnips for hot then, guys. And everyone was like, what are you, like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. we do pumpkins and it's <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> pumpkins, no, no. There's a mallet in there. If anybody, everybody brings a pumpkin, there's a mallet for it. <laughs> <laughs> we do not like pumpkins. No, no, no. No, no very no, anti-pumpkin no, no. over here. Yep. I didn't realise carving pumpkins could be so controversial. Regular listeners to Lekka might remember you, Katie. <laughs> the last time we visited the Isle of Man together, Katie's homeland, we went to the World Bonnock Championships and made an episode about that. But when we were there, it just seemed like there was so much more to explore. So here we are. So Katie, what happens on the 31st of October on the Isle of Man? Well, Lucy, the 31st of October on the Isle of Man is Hop Tune which uh, I suppose is mainly about two things, moots and singing. What is a moot? Great question. (laughs) Great question. So 31st of October in a lot of places, Halloween, you carve a pumpkin. Well, on the Isle of Man, we carve our moots, which are turnips. And that's what we use. We carve them out, You put a face on it, stick a candle inside, and then you head around the village singing. So is that kind of like trick-or-treating? I mean, I guess kind of. You get dressed up as a witch or a werewolf or whatever you want. You go around knocking on doors and hoping to get sweets or money or, you know, fruit if you're unlucky. But you get them in exchange for singing your hot tune song and not just for knocking on the door and saying trick-or-treat. It's pretty fun, actually. Oh, my gosh. What? A lot. A lot. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, that's huge. And I have to say, what was surprising to me when we got there, you'd been banging on about turnips and then I turn up and they are actually what I and I think many others in the UK would call a Swede. And if you're in the US, you would know it as a rutabaga. What's going on there? Look, <laughs> I'm not a vegetable expert, Lucy. All I know is it's a turnip, a moot is a turnip, a turnip is a turnip. We use moots. They're turnips. <laughs> I've never heard of the Swede before. It's a moot point. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. 
For this whole series, we wanted to make sure that we consulted a proper Manx folklore expert. And luckily, I knew just the person. Okay, so, footpath sign. Then she said, sharp left. Okay, so left here. Left here. Oh! <laughs> it's getting bumpy. Your mum's car is loving this. Okay, so sharp, sharp left. left. That's right. Oh! Hold the phone now. I mean, Hapchune is a continuous thing. I think it's probably the only really authentic continuous thing. It's a cold, crisp autumn day on the Isle of Man. And Katie and I are on our way to Annie Kizik's old farmhouse. As soon as we started making this series, Katie knew instantly that we needed to pay her a visit. Do you think this is her? This is her house? I could always get out and be like, Annie? So she said park in one of the fields. Oh, it is. Ah, <laughs> oh, there she is. Great. <laughs> Hiya. Hello. Hi. Right. I'm Annie Kizik. Well, I'm lots of different things, but I'm, I suppose I'm a retired teacher. I've been teaching a long time on the island. I'm a Manx speaker, Manx Gaelic speaker too, and but I've always been interested in Manx music, so I write lots of music for my choir. Fairly recently, last three or four years, I began to write poems more, and um, I was lucky enough to become the fifth Manx bard in 2018. Annie is an old family friend and a well of knowledge on all things Manx, and she has the book collection to prove it. One of the books she got out to show us was by Dr John Clegg, a Manx doctor born in the 1840s who devoted much of his life, when not practising medicine, to collecting songs and folklore customs from the people he met around the island. He's perhaps best known for the little book here, Cunyacht and Mananach, Manx Reminiscences, which is full of folklore that he's come across. Uh, you know, you've got a whole version of a hop tune here. And in my version, we've got people scribbling on it saying, we used to sing this in 1890. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever owned this book had written it. One actual place on the island that's working to remind people of Manx folk traditions and history is Craig Niche. It's an old village that's been preserved as a living museum to represent what life was like in a farming and crofting community in the 19th century. If you look around, pretty much every roof is thatched. Most of the houses don't have people living in them because they're teeny tiny cottages. It's just and to remind you of the way of life. Yeah, there's like, if you go in each one, so this one obviously has a fake cow in it that you can milk. <laughs> Apparently... There's no one on the island that's still just thatching though, so there's like really? one person from across that comes over and then he wasn't oh, able to hi. Oh my goodness. Hello. Picture. No, okay. Hi. Aww. You're so pretty, it's a lovely Manx cat. Every year at Craigniche, the village is taken over by a whole day of celebrations for Hop Tune. There's traditional Manx folk dancing, music, games, food, a parade, a fancy dress competition. And most importantly... So there's a big pile of... Should we go and, ha- should we go and have a look at the turnip pile? Yeah. Sorry, can I squeeze through to the turnips? Thank you. <laughs> look at him. Here's a pile of turnips. Great. So basically what you do is you come, you pick which moot you want. 
Some people like ones with big like nubbins on the bottom, yeah. so you can use them as a handle. But then some people like put a drill, like we'll drill a hole through and, and have it on a string instead. Okay, it really yeah. depends what your style is. What you're up for? Oh, I just keep getting a nice whiff of it. Of turnip. Yeah. The smell of meats, I think, is actually my favourite smell ever, especially when they've got their candles in and they're getting a little bit burnt around the edges. Usually we carve our meats out at home with a spoon or whatever you can find in the kitchen, sometimes, you know, a tree saw. Hand cramp is inevitable, but ultimately necessary. However, at Craig Niche, they have their own way of doing things that speeds up the process just a little bit. So here's the production line of turnips from Turnip to Lantern, moot production line. So as you can see, there is a man who has an enormous like cutlass thing. Oh, you're right. Like an enormous knife. <laughs> so there's a man chopping their top off the t turnip and he's passing it to the guy next to him who has a drill with the drill bit at the end. What even is that? It's like on a, can you see it? It's, it's like, like on a... It's like us. Whoa! And then he's gonna drill all the innards out. And then I think this last one is to cut the, get the hole in the lid to put the, to put the string through to carry it. What a production line. Then this guy here is doing the string for everyone and putting the putting the candles out. in, yeah. So then it hangs like a proper lantern. And this lady over here is doing the same. The carving out of vegetables to be skulls, really, in effect. That's got to have gone on with whatever vegetable. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's an ancient thing. I don't. I don't think. We could never prove, could we? You know, what better did they ever carve out a, a cabbage bone or something? Yeah. You know, you couldn't prove you couldn't prove that. But it seems highly likely, I would think. This is my imagination. But you know, that skulls would have been the the, 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 the the sort of receptacle for the for the light there. There you go. Back at Craigniche, as we walked outside the moots tent. There was a grand entrance by Pete the Farmer on his quad bike, towing an entire trailer of moots. Well, we've been up here doing Hopchen A up here, so there's 22 years. And like, how do you know whether you've got a good turnip or not? Turnips I like for this job uh -huh. are the ones that are decent size, so the kids can have a... We have worked out that the size of the turnip is inversely related to the size of the kid. we worked that one out. <laughs> <laughs> but for feeding, I, I feed a lot of turnips out in the field and the sheep will have them. Mm. I like them out there. So anything to survive the winter, and decent size, I'm happy with. And how many for this event today did you bring? So far, they've gone through about four, five hundred, I think. I might have another 20 or 30 at the field on top of this lot, but I don't know if it's, it's going down. The, the, the selection around here gets less and less, I think. And do you do moots yourself for Hot Gene? <laughs> or are you sick of them by that, by that point? This year, done well. I've not been on the cutting line this year. This is amazing for me. <laughs> it's lovely. No, always done turnips, always done turnips, but it's, we've always used to use a spoon. I can do it in 15 seconds. 
<laughs> Are you using the production line yeah. then? Yeah, 15 seconds is a nice time to apply through. I think I've done them one in the 13 seconds, but that was, wow. that was speed. That was, that was speed. That's everything line ready to go. <laughs> We've got some meats at home we're going to carve tomorrow with spoons. We're thinking, like, do you use any of the innards for, like, food yourself, or do you just sort of give them to the animals? It goes, because the way with, with the drill works, it goes off incredibly quickly. Mm. It's not like a spoon, the chunk comes out, you put it in your mash it with a carrot, it's lovely. But it goes off that quick, we can't use it. Right, it's, yeah. It's gone. We, so we've, we even tried it with, with the pigs. The pigs will be, and no, didn't want it. The pigs are in Even the pigs are in Yeah, wow. that's, that's so amazing that was. Never seen that before, but <laughs> they just, <laughs> just go so quick. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight is the night, as he's calling it. it. Must be very old, for the tune is in the Dorian mode. Well, not the one I'm singing, but uh, who knows. He mentions, this is sort of typical of Clegg, the, the person who he heard who got these things from, he got um, tunes from from the blind singer Thomas Kermode from Bradder, who lost his sight because of the smallpox, but he had very good hearing. He got a lot of songs and things from him. As Katie mentioned at the start, Singing is another big, enduring tradition of Hoptune. The Hoptune song has a load of different variations, depending on where you live on the island. We asked Pete what version he sang. How did yours go? Can you remember? Don't remember it at Don't all. Remember. Don't See, that's remember what my dad all. said as well. Yeah. I didn't believe you. <laughs> you still want to sing? <laughs> I don't remember anything at all. Like really? The, we did the, did, the, did the turnips, and that was about it, really. Okay. So nothing else was... Well, I was. We had the stick, so... Where was that then? Also done the balcony, just down the road. Ah, uh-huh, so. right, right, right. The music you could hear in the background while we were walking around in the Moots Ten and elsewhere at Craig Niche was provided by Matt and his guitar. And so we thought Matt would be a great person to ask about Hoptune songs as well. You know when you're like five or six, you think it's a song that they sing around, all around the world, and then you find out <laughs> years later it's, it's just from the Alabama, it's just from Douglas. Yeah. Quite strange, that, isn't it? It is mad, yeah, because then as well, like, you speak to, like, my cousin did the Peel version, and I was like, um, what? What's this? Yeah. And then the Manx version as well, not even the same tune. There's loads of them. But yeah, no, my gran, one year, brought a pumpkin back, so I was the only one, like, in, like, I know, I was, Controversial. at the time, it was like, oh, I've got a pumpkin, but I think, like, kind of, it's frowned upon. So, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so controversial. But thinking about it, she brought it back from holiday, like, it's quite similar than that. Yeah, like an yeah. exotic thing. Yeah. Look at this amazing, like, vegetable <laughs> that I found. Absolutely, I hollowed it out. It was much easier to hollow out. It was just kind of... Honestly. But um, it's no fun, though. It's like, it's not the same. My cousin Vicky was also at Craig Niche outside the Moots tent where she was working for the day. So we interrupted her hard at work to see what she remembered. So it was the Peel version, so it was for Hopchine. Da 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 da. Hopchine, da 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 da. I can't remember off of anymore. We did a mix of a Peel one and Douglas one. The Douglas one's like, Hopchine, your mother's gone away and she won't be back until the morning. She didn't even wait over the house and catch you sick to land the mask. Yeah. Hop-chine. That's the one. And then the Manx one is obviously like, Hopchine, Australia. There's like a Ramsey one and everything. Yeah, there's like a million different versions. Hopchine, put in the pot. Hopchine, I stole my truck. Hopchine, I met an old woman. Hopchine, she's baking bunny. Hopchine, I asked for a bit. Hopchine, she gave me a bit as big as a big toe. One common theme you'll notice in many of the versions of the Hopchune song is the reference to Ginny the Witch. 
And as luck would have it, in one of the old cottages at Craigneesh, we found Ginny herself. Or actually Lindsay, dressed up as Ginny and there to tell people about her life. She was very poor and she used to go around begging to people's houses and on the streets and, and everything. She used to do potions as well just to sell to people to cure them. And she was known um, that people would ring her when they wanted something to do. So she was a herbalist really. But also, as is often the way in those times, even though they rely on her when they need their herbs and they're not well, if something goes wrong, they also get the blame for it. So she was blamed for things like people's milking cows drying up and if uh, somebody fell ill and, and they didn't get better, she would be blamed for that. But what finally brought her to the attention of being a witch was they used to go to the corn mill, the poor people used to go to the corn mill and get the the last bits of the grain, they were given those, and Ginny complained about the state of the corn the poor people were being given. And apparently the next day the corn mill stopped working and no way could they get it going again. Because of this, she got the blame for it. So they actually imprisoned her in the dungeons under German cathedral until her trial came up. She was fined. She was made to stand in Castletown Square with a big white sheet on and a wand and a sign saying that she was using witchcraft and sorcery. She was literally allowed to go off and carry on living her life because previously, I mean, you're talking about 1717 here, and previously they had burnt, they, the, the Manx people, had burnt a woman and her son at the stake and it was so horrifying and so bad and people were so upset about it that they never from that time on ever burned a witch at the stake again over in in here and on the island yeah although they still did it in the UK so she was very very lucky sadly she died seven years later she died in 1725 so she didn't live very long at all. She was probably just very poor, starved to death. Who knows, you know. But very, very sad story. And of course, with the witchcraft and everything and the sorcery, it's it's grown up as the story around Hoptune. Hoptune, me mother, me mother, because not me father. In some places it's a father. Me mother's gone away and she won't be back until the morning. And then we hear <laughs> Ginny the witch went over the ditch and everybody else when we realised was singing house. Yeah, I, thought house. Was, I, yeah. I know, I thought, what? Was it just us who sang it? And to get the sticks to lather them out. And we always thought, like, Mum always said, that was to whack, whack the devils out. So, oh. you know, and then I'm thinking, lather the mouse? Is it just us that says <laughs> So do, do you say ladder them out? And yeah. we said ladder the mouse. Well, we're probably, I like, I, I mean, there might be a sort of <laughs> instances of deafness here. The day after we went to Craig Niche, Katie and I sat down to carve our own moots the old-fashioned way, aided with advice and tools from her mum, Vanessa. So let me just think about this logically, because the ones that we usually do, we use the 
nub as like the, the handle, handle, but the ones we saw them do yesterday, which is the other other way of doing it, is that you cut the top the top off, and, and then, then you, you drill through there to hold the string. Yeah, exactly. And you've and got a you, lid, and then you have a lid. Or maybe I'll have it like this and I could do Humpty Dumpty. I think a tree saw to take the the, <laughs> the top top would be a good idea. I can kind of like have it like this. Look at this, it's got two handles. It'd be easier to carry. Okay, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it like instead of horns, I'll do little legs. I feel like that's going to be good. That's a good situation. Go and find the tree saw, please. Oh my god. What are you going to do on yours? To be honest, usually I just do like a little face and then on the other side I'll write hop tune on the bottom. Okay. That sounds good. On the on the on the turnip arse. And also because we wanna make we wanna um cook with the stuff, right? So we wanna save that. Oh my god, please mind your Is it like this? Well you need to it's you're gonna have a lid, haven't you? Yeah. Just a foot long blade. Just hacking into this turnip. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh, well, before you take it off completely, there's a trick. Oh no. There's a trick. Just you need to mark where your lid is. So where it matches uh, up. That's so then, oh gosh, what happened No, I know. Okay, well let's find somewhere where it's, where it's, so you just put a, so what you do is you line it up and then you put a couple of, a nick in it like that oh, so you can see good. where they line up. Yeah. Very good trick. I'm going to try and wrench it off at this stage. <laughs> hey! <laughs> There we go, perfect. And now I just need to hollow out this entire thing. This is us for the next three days. Um, settle in. So we used to have our, we used to do our, the tops of the turnips, the bits with the, with the stalks. You used to have it by a string. Yeah. Like a lantern mm -hmm. dangling instead of a... So that's a regional variation as well for the song. Yeah. Which way up you do your move. Exactly. Because I've never seen, I've never seen roots with the uh, with the stalks at the bottom until I came to the back here. Is that a west thing then? Well, it's definitely a western thing. And also, the other difference is, I noticed that they um, don't seem to cut all the way through the turnip when they're carving the face in the west. Oh, yeah. They just leave a, a thin... A layer. A layer, yeah. Yeah. And then you, your candle doesn't blow out. That is oh, clever. That is clever. I think it looks really cool when you do it like that as well. Do you know what design you're going to do? No, I guess I'll cross that bridge yeah. when I come to it. It might also be dictated by the limitations of my turnip. Yeah, and how exhausted and you feel how by exhausted the end. I am. Yeah, that's true. I feel like if one mm. of us doesn't lose a finger during this process. Yeah, that'd be exciting. Be Little Sunday trip to A and E. <laughs> Stab, stab. The crunching you're hearing, although it sounds like we're eating Monster Munch, is actually the noise of our spoons chiseling out the turnips. <laughs> Moot ASMR, if you will. Do you want to get right inside? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, did you go all the way through? <laughs> oh, classic. Classic. Little stab in there, in the turnip. That's which is how I would usually do it, not the stylish way. Yeah. Then it doesn't matter how thick your walls are. Yeah. But if you want to do like a sort of thin 
Handsome film. Mm. Handsome film. Handsome film. Is that the right term? I don't know. Thin veil. <laughs> Which is a hockey night is when the veil between the worlds is at its thinnest, right? How's your handy pan crab? Oh, it's, it's quite hard. It's quite painful, but sort of just where the end of the spoon's like, I feel like it's... Oh! <laughs> Have you bruised your hand? I think maybe it's just like the pressure. But let's see. God, wow. I haven't really noticed it was that bad. Hopchine really? injury. <laughs> Suffering for your craft. <laughs> That's me. It's impressive, your dedication. Yeah. Do you think there's lots of meat related injuries? <laughs> I don't know, you'd have to go and, uh, go and ask up at A&E. Ask for A&E, yeah. <laughs> Stabbed palms. Might get an RSI. <laughs> You're crunching away, huh? You're enjoying that. It's nice, a little crude tape. Maybe we should get you some. Get you some. Yeah, I don't know why turnips haven't been like utilised more in the sort of um, Odie Parfum world. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I would definitely. Yeah, I agree. Definitely invest in a perfume. Is turnip scented? <laughs> Notes of turnip. Notes of turnip. Burnt turnip. <laughs> At some point, I think the turnip fumes went to our heads and we did lose it a little bit. Because some people will do like detailed pictures of like a witch on a broom, oh, yeah. like Ginny the witch on a broom, or. I kind of feel like that's maybe be a bit above my skill set, but. Always aim for that and then if it doesn't turn out that way, <laughs> pretend it's something else. <laughs> Like, what is that? What are those things? Rorschach test. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you see? Do you see Jenny the Witch? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is the gorgeous face. I think I've gone for a not sisters, not twins approach mm. on the eyes as well. Nice. It's quite a small eye. Well, you know, we don't want to have to judge these mutes by. The beauty standards were held to in the media. <laughs> Individuality over, um, I don't know. Homogeneity. Exactly. Who says your eyes have got to be the same size? Well, exactly. I'm sure mine are. They're meant to be terrifying, aren't they? Mm. Well. They're meant to be <laughs> off evil. Okay, so I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna make some little holes and put some string. Through. They'll look good in the dark. They're gonna look so good in the dark. They actually look really good in the uh, in the face. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, very good. Look at that. It looks great. I think they look really good. Yeah. Dramatic, eh? And so, as it started to get dark, we displayed the moots proudly in the window next to the front door. Both with malevolent faces on one side and hoptune carved on the other, mine rested in a glass vase like a terrifying bouquet, and Katie's rested on its double roots, as if about to make its way off into the underworld on its own two legs. On Hollandtide Eve, boys went into the gardens and fields and pulled cabbage and cabbage stalks and went about beating the doors and that's 
why they were calling it the, the thump the door night. And then young boys and girls would have a spree, as he was saying, different ways to find their fortunes. Okay, so now comes the really exciting bit. You've got your beautifully carved moot, you've got your hot chunier costume on, you're looking good and terrifying, um, and now you get to head out into the night to do some singing and, fingers crossed, get some sweets. Unfortunately, we did spend too long carving the moots to have any time left to put together an elaborate fancy dress outfit. But still, we headed out into Rainy Peel on the west coast of the island, so I could finally experience a real Hopchune for myself. Candy time! Oh, my sweet snack! Candy time! We joined a Hopchune gang, which included a lot of very cute tiny Ginny the Witches, a headless lumberjack, a joker with very shiny hair, a Harley Quinn and a skeleton werewolf. <laughs> and then we've got um, you, a witch. I'm a witch. Um, and I'm a dinosaur. And you're a dinosaur. So full range really. Really is. Mostly witches over there. Lots of witches. Lots of Ginnies. A good name of about. Ginny. It's a bit wet though. It is quite wet. That doesn't seem to have dampened the spirits. Not at all. The because is. if you can sing for sweets, it really doesn't matter what the weather's like. Exactly. Because you, you're going to get sweets. Yeah. My yeah. witch's hat keeps falling off in the wind. Yeah. Keep to the park, guys. Don't walk on the grass. I'm going to that house. Hop to 
After all that singing in the rain, it was about time we headed home for a little something to warm us up. Vanessa had been busy while we were out, making use of our moot innards. How much turnip did you put in? I put 600 grams of turnip. Mmm. It's turnipy enough, isn't it? It is turnipy enough. Oh, it's quite spicy. <coughs> I didn't put, I only put the, um, a small amount of chicken. Can I put the... What else did you put in? Um, carrots. There were two big carrots. <coughs> Onions, garlic. Cumin, coriander, turmeric, and chili flakes. Nice. Not a bad way to use it. No, it's a good way to use up the turnip, and I'll make some. Um, I'll do some carrot and turnip with some of the other turnip. It's nice. Hmm. Bit of seasoning. So, Lucy, have I converted you to the way of the moot? Well, I think you should take a look at my Instagram, Katie. What? Because, honestly, I loved it. I now cannot imagine carving anything else. Like, I'm obsessed with the smell. I'm obsessed with how terrifying they look. Also, you know, I think sometimes you have to work harder for the reward. Exactly. You have to put some effort in to get some joy out, I think. So yeah, I recommend it to everything. All all people from across should adopt adopt the Manx way. If you're listening to this and you are a moot carver, like I would love to hear from you. Uh, get in touch with us at like a podcast on Twitter or Instagram and and show us your moots because I think this is a tradition that maybe still exists in other places as well as the Isle of Man. And I'd love to find out more. But yeah, this is what I'm always going to be carving from now on. Moot Depreciation Society, engage. Founding members. (laughs) It feels only right to leave the last word of this episode to Annie Kizik. As we mentioned earlier, Annie is not only a Manx folklore expert, but she's also a poet, a former Manx bard, no less. So... This one is called Moot, which of course is is the Manx uh, turnip for Habtune. And um, this is one of the ones wrote probably fairly close to that time when I, when I became the Manx bard. Um, here we go. The summer has gone, its light has fled. We go warm wrapped against the cold, this Habtune, weighted with our dull thud wonders, Inexpertly carved, hacked, with grinning mouths cracked asunder, open. Candlelight reluctant flutters, stutters against the strange resistance of the night. Hold it to you, hold it tight. Night centred, deep rooted, apple scattered, old. The winter has come, the nights are long. We walk word-weaving to your house, this hop-tunay, lisping, softly limping verses, nursing words half-heard in puzzlement, absurd, abandoned manx. 
melodies, uncertain ripple, roars at the tight-drawn curtain windows of the dull. For we sing songs of turnip skull, of time-dented, long-looted, flesh-shattered moot. Blastle is hosted and produced by Lucy Dearlove and Katie Callan. The series was supported by Culture Vannin. Thanks very much to everyone at Culture Vannin. We're so grateful to have this opportunity to explore Manx food and folklore. Thank you also to Annie Kizak, Pete the Farmer and everyone else at Craig Niche, Lindsay, Chloe Woolley and friends and family, and of course, Vanessa Callan. Our theme music was composed by Mira Royal. Additional music is courtesy of Manx Folk Dance Society and Kerjan Kuja. Bespoke illustrations for the series were done by Vicky Webb of Crumpets and Crabsticks. You can see those on the Lekka website, lekkapodcast.com, and on the Lekka Instagram and Twitter at Lekka Podcast. On the next episode of Blastel, Skedden. If you were walking down to the boat in the morning and you passed either a pig, a vicar, a woman, any sort of light small brown furry creature with a long tail mm-hmm. yeah you didn't go out fishing that day well the herring section of the manx english dictionary is you know massive because of all the kind of herring related vocabulary for a long time you know the herring industry was so economically important but and herring as a food was just so vital and in the end it was scaven the herring the little silver fella who was made king of the sea